Welcome to Something Old, Something New with yes. Tawny and myself, Yesenia. Uh, first time in the driver's seat and we already started off with a little bit of technical difficulties, but it's okay. It's okay because guess what this show is about? Tell this, us. This show is about interns and archives and, but most importantly, happy news hour. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yes. Um, so this is where we try out new ideas yes. and we try our hand at multitasking here at the board because here at KUCI we are all volunteers and we all get trained here and uh, we have a training that will be coming up uh, starting with the next quarter. We have one currently underway so good luck to all the people in the class right now that will be yes. you know, making their skim tapes and applying for a show for next quarter but we are so committed to the success of our trainees that we try to do everything we can to yes. help you guys uh, break into the world of radio and experience success and feel like I can do this I want to keep doing it so I believe they're close to undertaking their internships those oh, are fun yes. best part of the class yes. now you took the training summer during the summer. During the summer. Now, do you feel like, okay, because you learn a lot of things and you do a lot of hands-on training, but you don't actually go on the air yes. for your first quarter. So yeah. did you feel like you were quite ready to just jump on the air? Mm, it is a pretty intimidating. I yes. mean, you do learn how to control the control panel, but to multitask, they don't really teach you. It's really up to you to learn that mm -hmm. for yourself. And and the wonderful thing is that you you can actually learn how to do that. And everybody has to kind of find their the way that works for them. I know some people script out their entire show yeah. and that works for them. They have everything very planned out. They you know, they've planned it, they've worked hard on it, but you know, whereas I have a few things down, I have my pile of papers and I have my things and I kind of like the organic, okay, where are we gonna finally go with this yes. maybe we'll get some new insights and but that's the wonderful thing about KUCI this is we are not commercial radio we are commercial free mm -hmm. radio and we are Orange County's alternative radio station kind of underground yes. and no mainstream music no mainstream music and why no mainstream music because we want to feature those that we don't currently hear on the mainstream radio so. right allows them to have a voice of themselves. Yes. And there's a lot of amazingly talented people oh, yeah. out there, right here in Orange County even, that are making good music, writing amazing songs, and, you know, they're just, uh, they haven't made it yet, so they're not on the airwaves. But the wonderful thing also, I think, about KUCI, is that you're not going to hear the same songs <laughs> over and over right. and over again. Yes. You know. We have a little bit of everything here. So We do. Yes. We have public affairs, you know, the talk shows mm -hmm. that are on Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 10, uh, 8 to 10 and 4 to 6. And then the rest of all the 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is filled with music. Yeah. And uh, guess what? Because we broadcast at 200 watts, you can't hear us everywhere, but how can people listen to us if they're outside of our listening area? So if you are outside of the listening area, you can always check out our website at KUCI.org. And you can always find the show that you want to listen to. 
click on the show if you want to tune in and you can just listen right straight from the the website and then there's also a page dedicated to podcasts if you want to listen to those Mm -hmm. so the KUCI news website is absolutely helpful Oh, that's yes. great. And people can also catch KUCI through iTunes. Oh. So you can you can go through our website and click on, you know, one of those little blinking links or you can also catch us through iTunes. So oh, in fact, great. you can subscribe to shows, the talk shows, and you will um automatically be able to get that podcast every week if you like. Uh, yeah, great. pretty cool. Huh? Okay. <laughs> so we are something old, something new. Uh, some of our shows are up because uh, there's kind of a double entendre for the something old, something new. I'm the elf, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. So I'm the something old. And <laughs> you, <laughs> you are Yesenia. You are a graduate student senior this year right here at UCI so you are this something new and lovely (laughs) and so we also try out new ideas for shows which is the happy news hour but we also sometimes we play podcasts of some of our other shows you know in case you missed it or weren't aware of a certain show it's like oh my gosh that that show's really cool I'm gonna listen to those podcasts more often yeah yeah definitely so uh, this past weekend was Halloween. Yes. Yes. So did we have a good Halloween? Actually, I did have a good Halloween. Uh, I worked. Um, so but did I. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had the option of, um, you know, wearing a costume. But I was feeling like I might be coming down with the cold. So I was actually in bed until 1230 when I got up and got ready for work. And... But I decided to go as, well, I guess it would sort of be a costume, but it it's not really because it was really true. But I went as the Princess Incognito, which I am, but I was <laughs> going as the Princess Incognito whose magic was wearing off and her, her uh, true identity was beginning to show. So I had my regular work clothes on and then I had these jewels, this beautiful uh, elvish jewel, you know, jewel necklace and jewels on my arm and a tiara and I had a little music box that I brought with me uh, with Whistle While You Work which is a true princess song from Snow White and my other uh, really fancy tiara and so when people looked at me oh and I went into work and I would greet people and say uh, good day my lord and I go, oh, oh, what am I saying? What am I saying? And people look at me and I, and then they say, Tani, what's going on? I say, well, the strangest thing happened this morning. I woke up and I was in my cottage and this witch came by. And as soon as she left, I felt like something had happened. And would you believe it? But my magic has, was beginning to wear off. And the next thing I knew, my jewels appeared about my throat. Well, I put them back in the vault, and they appeared again. And now, look at this. They're like, well, look at you. I have a tiara. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This this tiara keeps showing up on my head. And I've worked here for six years and been able to maintain my secrecy as an incognito princess. But I fear by the end of the day, everyone will know. And I, I don't know what will happen. Perhaps I'll have to change work or something. And... So one of my uh, friends that came in said, well, you know, maybe because it's Halloween, they'll think it's just because of Halloween and you, you know, you'll be okay to come tomorrow. And I thought, oh, that's wonderful. Yes, I suppose there is some reason for this strange holiday you have in America called 
Halloween. And I'm very hopeful that hopefully tomorrow, tomorrow everything will be back to normal and my disguise will be in an intact and I can remain here as an employee <laughs> and as an incognito princess. And so anyway, it was so much fun. I had some extra tiaras and the highlight, the good news thing for my evening was, well, everybody you know just got a big kick out of it so because i was calling dressing everyone as your highness and my lord and my lady and um but this little girl came in and her mom was and her mom was like oh my gosh would you come to our house and go to our party and uh, oh. but the little girl she said well but my daughter's kind of over the princess thing now and i said oh my goodness girls can't get over being a princess and i had some extra tiaras so i brought one out and i gave it to her i said this is to in case you forget who you really are, you can always put on your tiara. And she she was like, "Oh, okay." And oh, it just Aww. just made my heart sing. So that it was it was fun, even though I was feeling sick, and even though I was uh, rather odd. Um, but I, I did have a lot of fun yeah, with it. That's yeah, that's so endearing. So, and I worked. Yes. So what did you do? So I also worked, uh -huh. and I work at Yogurtland. So we were thinking that since Yogurtland does have candy, we thought it's going to be a rather slow day. But no, we <laughs> had lots of kids come in and with their buckets full of candy mm. and still wanting yogurt. <laughs> so, yes, I dressed up as a cat and my coworker was the mouse. And so Did I you chase each other around? <laughs> <laughs> did you chase her around? No, we did not chase. <laughs> but we were kind of like the friendly cat and mouse. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. Oh, um, that's so cute. And the kids had a laugh and a hoot out of us because they were like, oh, Mommy, she's a cat and he's a mouse. And so th they just loved it. Did you guys plan that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. We were thinking either dressing up as like old people uh -huh. and like just, you know, crippled and moving really slow and having our wigs and our glasses. Uh -huh. But then we thought maybe the, you know, customers will be a little frustrated with that because they Because you'd have to go slow. Yeah. Right. So then we're like, maybe we'll do something cute. So yes. we'll do cat and mouse. And so I did my I makeup really, really well a bunch of contouring and shading and I made myself look like a feline <gasps> and so I received so many compliments did you take a picture yes I did okay when we get have go to break out you have to show me a picture <laughs> <laughs> fortunately can't show you guys but Tony will be seeing that yes and so uh I received so many compliments people Aww. were so nice to me and they were like I remember this one girl she came up to the cash register and she's like <gasps> You look so beautiful. <gasps> oh, thank you. <laughs> I, you know, and sometimes I think, um, well, one of the things I do like about Halloween, the thing I don't like is the candy because <sighs> sugar suppresses your immune system and kids get sick and, you know, with the dental things. So that I'm not so crazy about. But I do love the concept of... Um, being able to take on a different identity yeah. for the day and I think that if you can kind of practice that even one day like say Halloween then perhaps you can begin to see yourself in other identities in your life so in a lot of ways what whatever we do is just a, a persona that we take on like we're a sister to our sister we're a daughter to our mother we're a friend to our roommate uh, we're an employee, you know, at the yogurt land. And, but we don't kind of think outside of the box sometimes of, you know, well, I could also be an actress or I could be a princess or I could be, you know, and 
So it kind of also when you dress up or take up another identity, you feel like a boost of confidence. Yeah. So I feel like we need to adopt that boost of confidence we have on Halloween, but put it in your real self and see how far you can go. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just love it. <laughs> well, that was that's the happy news from Halloween. From it, Halloween. Yes. And we had quite a we had where I was working, we had quite a few people coming in uh, as well. But it, you know, it's always an opportunity to. We both work in um, areas where we serve the public, yes. and it's an opportunity to be a presence for love, mm-hmm. and for service, and for friendliness. And so, um, yes. and on Saturday it was extremely fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now it's November, and it's starting <gasps> it's to feel November. like November. It was fifty degrees yes. in the fifties outside on our patio this morning. Yes. I was so excited. This is the first time I've worn long sleeves <laughs> since last—I don't know, maybe it was last Year? winter or oh. something. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I actually uh, had a long sleeve shirt. Actually, on. yesterday in the e- yeah evening, it there were th- there was thunder. Yes. Well, I thought it was going to rain on Monday, and we got a smattering. That's all it it was. Monday was so slow in Yerberland when, you know, there's rain, less customers. But um, the weather has been definitely dramatically changed. Yes. And it's supposed to only be in the 70s this week. Oh, really? Yes. I'm so excited. Well, (laughs) at least along the beaches. So it won't get too hot. I absolutely love the fall or the winter because I feel like you can dress more. Yes. You have more choices to dress up. So I have my boots. I know. You look adorable. (laughs) I know last year I kept putting away my... um, Yeah, I have some boots too. I kept putting away my winter clothes because it was quite warm, even la- like last December, I remember. And I kept having to bring my cool, my warm weather clothes out, you know, that, that was sleeveless. You couldn't wear little jackets and stuff as much. You know, I hear that this winter is going to be much colder than last winter. Oh, I'm so glad. With the whole climate change and yes. everything that's been happening. So, so well, here we are. Oh, my gosh. We... We've had some good reports. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And the opinions and views expressed here are those of the host and co-host, Yesenia and Tani, and do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of KUCI, UCI, or the UC Board of Regents. So we have, uh, we'll have our little mid-show music, but... um, did you find something to share? Yes. Uh, some good news? So I found two articles for you guys. And Wonderful. Uh, I will be sharing those. Okay. Do you want to start? Should we start? Sure. Okay. So I absolutely like this because um, I'm all open to every, to new things, as we said, mm-hmm. for the new show. Yes. And so, <clears throat> so I read this article that says that there will be a world's first transgender beard made from sex change hops launched by a brewery. So we've been having, you know, male and female restrooms and <clears throat> there's been a concept about building a new restroom for these people that don't identify themselves as male or female. Oh, but I see. So nobody so will be embarrassed. Right. You know, yeah. like, Everybody well, will have a place that they feel that they belong. Yeah. And privacy yes so um this brewery thought of that concept of having a transgender selection of beer 
So oh. I don't know. I like that so much. <laughs> I like the openness to people's minds. Yes. Um, I feel like all these wars and tension have been brought along because of people's close-mindedness. So I feel if we all just opened up our mind a little bit, it may be a little strange and weird, but just, you know, be accepting and loving. Right. And you you never will know if, you know, what these people's love and new ideas can bring to you. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we think that something is strange and weird, but it's just that it's strange and weird to us because yeah. we have a preconceived idea of what we think is not strange or not weird. Uh, quite frankly, I've finally come after many long millennia uh, to the point where I um, feel like I don't, I don't even, I don't know really, it's, it's kind of that whole thing of what is truth. There, the truth pro might very well be objective, um, and I definitely have faith and I choose to believe certain things, but w you know, you can, we can all go along in life, uh, believing certain things. Then all of a sudden we realize, oh, well that wasn't such a good thing to believe. Mm -hmm. And so I think a little humility goes a long way in assuming that we are right. And because there's a whole other bunch of people that say, you know, that want to agree, uh, that we think, oh, well, there's more power in numbers. And so, yes, but, and, and, and history has shown that that isn't a <laughs> very good case for saying that you're right, just because you can get a, a lot of people. Yeah, some Sometimes people are just presented a new idea that's outside of their boundaries of thinking or believing. Mm -hmm. And uh, they quickly judge and quickly rise and escalate to violent action. Yes. And that's the sad part. Yes. That's why you see all in the news, the oh, tragedies. Yes. yes. It's all so. because of, I mean, generally the bottom line is fear and, and hate yes. and yes. disconnectedness yes. from each other. So my PSA for that one is keep an open mind, open heart and loving, you know, just be loving and yes. accepting, even yes. if it's a little strange. And you know what? If we all did that, then maybe people also will treat us you know will if i'm that way towards someone then they also will be that way and then we're we're you know next thing oh you know yeah. everybody's of course accepting yes. each other and wouldn't it be wonderful if there, yes. there could be some kind of a a kindness virus yes <laughs> <laughs> that people could get a kindness virus and that yes. would be that'd be pretty amazing well i um i have a couple of things that we'll share in the second time but i found kind of an uh an interesting that I chose to say this is good news. It was a little disheartening yesterday, and I know better. I don't understand how people can actually read the newspaper from front to back. It is so depressing. I went, looked at the Los Angeles Time, and every single, you know, uh, article uh, title was everything, actually, everything was pretty much um, just sad, you know, murder, mayhem. Um, the fair's tax status is, you know, Porsche's caught up in a scandal, um, eight-year term in a jail beating, uh, a builder tries delay tactic, um, beleaguered Syrian residents. It's like, you know, ugh. And this thing about these unicorn, 
they, these startups that are called unicorns, and now they're saying some unicorns are going to be unicorpses. And I thought, that's terrible. <laughs> the word unicorn used for something like that, unicorns are a wonderful thing, and now they're smearing the, the, oh. the term unicorn by... Yes. Anyway, so I... But I was able to find something, and I liked it because it was kind of an around-the-way type of um, article it says, can store wet, healthy appetite. And it says, adding a supermarket to a food desert, which I didn't really even know before. Sometimes I'm so naive that there's a thing called food deserts. And apparently that's a place that doesn't have any like grocery store within close proximity for the people that live there. They have to travel quite a ways to go to a grocery store. So it says, adding a supermarket to a, quote, food desert, not its use led residents to eat better, study said. So it's like, well, what does that mean? So it wasn't the fact that they could go to the supermarket and get things uh, right in their neighborhood. It was the fact that the people felt their morale um, and their hope was lifted by the campaign to get the store there and then putting in the store. It was actually the fact that they felt that someone cared about them and noticed them enough to put a store in their area that was actually had more of an impact than the store itself. And I thought, yes. what an amazing story. It says uh, here, uh, researchers speculated that the local advocacy efforts that led to the store's arrival and marketing campaigns around its opening caused the dietary improvements, not use of the store itself. So it actually improved these people's diets. It says, um, a study published Monday in the uh, journal Health Affairs found that opening a grocery store in a food area, an area defo devoid of healthy eating options, lowered residents' daily total calorie intake as well as their consumption of, of sugars, solid fats, and alcoholic beverages. So it improved their diet, but it goes on to say uh, that it wasn't because the store was there, but it was related to the fact that the people felt so good about it. it says we found multiple positive changes following the opening of the supermarket in a former food desert desert said lead author tamra dubowitz a senior policy researcher at a nonprofit research organization rancor in a statement yet the changes in diet were not related to the use of the supermarket so it goes on to say here uh the results were unexpected the researchers this is i guess another study um, the research found that from 2011 to 2014, consumption of fruit and vegetables and whole grains declined in these neighborhoods, with the supermarket appearing to have little effect. But it says they also found no significant change in rates of obesity or being overweight in this place called Hill. They did find a drop in daily calorie intake and added sugars in the Hill neighborhood, but it wasn't linked to people shopping at the grocery store. Residents of Hill also reported better access to healthy foods, such as, you know, all these things, as, um, as well as improved satisfaction with their neighborhood as a place to live. The positive effects, researchers wrote, perhaps were because of the public discussions preceding the supermarket's opening that brought to light the need for fresh food in the neighborhood. This explanation underscores a conclusion found in much recent research, the importance of education and personal choice surrounding eating habits. Goes on to say the new supermarket may have also stimulate, stimulated economic development in the neighborhood. 
and instilled hope among the community residents who were heartened by public and private investment in their neighborhood and in their health. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. So it's like they went to do something, you know, good. Okay, well, these people need a store. Not realizing how wonderful the effects were going to be that, you know, on the neighborhood that people, the bigger effect was that people realized that someone cared. And and the education about healthy eating choices and stuff made a difference. You know, the placebo effect is so powerful. It is. It is. Yes, we have our minds are very powerful yeah and our concept of you know if we have hope and if we feel like we can you know rise above our circumstances we usually can yes if but we if, we ca- if you think you can't yes. then you don't yes yes and that's going to be some things that we're going to talk about in our our second half did you have another one that you wanted to share now or do we want to have our our mid break and then come back and share our other stories let's take a mid break okay yes do we have a little music yes we do so we're back and that was brother out from under and that song was called a thousand ways very cultural yes 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 i love uh brother band i got yes. to that was very see festive yes, yes. <laughs> they are a celtic fusion band and I, and I got to see them live and ah. that's why i got the cd at the renaissance fair down in felicita park in san diego oh, so they have a renaissance fair fun. twice a year yeah it's really oh, fun, how fun. Kind of crossing cultures and and time boundaries. (laughs) That's great. Yes. Okay. So we are back with the happy news hour. And did you want to start? Should I start? Um, You know what? uh, Let's see. I did the last one. So you... you, Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. My turn. Okay. So I wanted to share this one, which is about UCI. Yes, um, and it's in the regular paper, so it's not just something that's circulating here. Uh, This is from the, is this from the Times or the Pilot? Yes, okay. Which one? I'm not sure. It's called The Weekend, or Weekend. Oh, okay, I think it's from the Times. Okay, so this one is about UCI's University Art Gallery, which is displaying artworks from the early 1970s when students had to improvise. Yes. And if you do want to go, it's a performative trigger, Radicals of Irvine, and it will be at the University Art Gallery, 712 Arts Plaza in Irvine. And the hours will be from noon to 6 p.m., Tuesdays through Saturdays. And it's free, absolutely Yay. free. And uh, you can call 949-824-9854 or you can visit arts.uci.edu for more information. So um, this show is about... Oops. There's a there's one a little picture there of one of the guys and it tells what he's... Um, uh, it, it's really cool because it has a, a vinyl. Read the caption there. And so the picture is about Richard Chang and he's an artist and UC Irvine graduate, uh, demonstrates how his 1976 artwork, Bookaroo, has actually, was actually a handmade record case with a real vinyl record inside. Isn't that cool? And his work is on view in the University Art Gallery. So yes. you can check that out. Yes, that'll be there. And then there's, and oh, this one. Papers are our friend. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing about going through the actual newspaper is that you have to go. You have to figure out. And then the second part (laughs) is on page B19. And so uh, the new UCI 
the exhibition uh, focuses on the early 1970s when Irvine was still dominated by open, undeveloped space and the fledgling of the UC Irvine campus was still being constructed. Mm. And the art school was under construction too. And it was in its early development though it had attracted some big names in the art world as instructors Tony DeLapp, David Hockney, Larry Bell, Craig Kaufman, Robert Irvin, Theha Kelmans, John Mason, John McCraxon, Ed Moses, and John Copelands, who is the founder and editor of Art Forum magazine. And because of the lack of materials and studio space, teachers and students were forced to think outside the box and create art out of what was accessible. Everyday mundane materials such as aluminum cans and trash on their own bodies. Mm. The economy of means is what gave birth to this, Carson said. There were no resources or studios on campus. The situation actually made them push the limit on what might be considered art. Wow. So think outside the box. Yes. yes. And you know, this is really cool because this actually, in case anyone is interested, we were reading a little bit from the article that's in the weekend section of the Los Angeles Times. So if someone is interested and wants to find that, it's on the, it was from in Sunday and the weekend. Um, if they want to f- read more of that article, or they can probably get a lot of that information just by coming to the exhibit, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So it started yesterday, goes through Saturday. Yes. And uh, does it say, is, is it how long? I wonder how long it's going. I wonder if it's going for the whole month. But at any rate, it starts Tuesdays through Saturdays. So it's going on now. And it's free. And it's free. And it's right here at UCI. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I actually went, uh, I was part of an art class and we went to the gallery and we had to perform some art of ourselves. And so the performance was about. Uh, basically, the day before, some people came over to the gallery and they had a little uh, luncheon. Uh-huh. And so they left their leftovers and their dirty dishes and their dirty silverware. They left it all how it was. as Un- they were Intentionally? Done. Yes, okay. intentionally. And so the performance was we had to throw away the leftover food and we had to, there was a table full of flowers. Somehow we had to make this leftover you know, food, utensils, you know, area and recreate it with flowers and make it beautiful. Oh, and it actually worked. It was so nice. We had to work together, Uh place the flowers in some sort of strategic way. And uh, it was kind of like a cleanup and reorganization. And the again, the whole concept of uh, taking something that seems to be trash and seems to be useless and turning it into something beautiful. Yes. And isn't that kind of how our lives are? <laughs> God transforms things that can seem to be not of all that much use into yes. something beautiful. So, yes. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, it's so funny. I didn't realize that was going on here at UCI. I've always wanted to get involved with uh, performance art. In fact, when I was uh, on Halloween, uh, several of the customers said, oh, Tony, you definitely missed your calling. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm sure you did. But I don't know. It, but, it, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's fun, you know. And I love doing poetry. And, and I keep thinking, you know, we need to organize a poetry jam. Maybe we should do that for Thanksgiving. That would be fun <sighs> to do, you know, like in, it, after dinner, we could all have like a little poetry jam or something. Are you going um, home for the holidays? I am going home for the holidays. Which holiday? So I will be going home for Thanksgiving. Uh the day before 
Thanksgiving, which is Thursday. Uh-huh. So I'll be leaving Wednesday and uh but not morning. So I will be here for the show. Oh yay. Um but um I'll be leaving Wednesday afternoon and I'll be coming back December first. Oh, so you're gonna have a little bit of an extended yes. time with your family. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm so glad. Yes. But yeah, we should do that for Thanksgiving. We should have a little poetry. Oh, we could do it here on the show. Poetry hour. Yes. Yes. We, we could have a little poetry a poetry slam for Thanksgiving. We could find poems about being thankful or oh, something yes. like that. Yeah. Okay, see, this is KUCI where we actually use the airtime <laughs> to come up with inspiration and ideas for, <laughs> for fun things to do on the year. And you could do it too because we have a training coming up yes. in the winter quarter and mm-hmm. there will be information about that on our website at KUCI. Org. Okay, so I, this morning, I was reading in my little uh, Today's Prayer book, and as I mentioned before, I looked through the, the whole newspaper, and I was quite, you know, it was so depressing that there wasn't very much to find, although I did find a wonderful story about a young girl. But first, um, it was very interesting because I opened to this page here, which is actually from next week, and it's um, a little a little article here by Amos K- Alice Camille, who is the author of Fearless Stories of the American Saints. Doesn't that sound cool? It's like, I'm going to look up what that book is. But her little article here is called Immortal Hope. And you know what? I'm going to share from the article, but would you like to read her? It's just a little one-page message there, and I just thought it was wonderful. Okay, so it's Immortal Hope. And people ask if, given the state of the world, there is any reason to hope for better. Lately, my response has been, yes, it's in our young people. Most of us recall being young and idealistic, if only for a decade or so. Then reality sets in and some of us, perhaps too many of us, start to negotiate the terms of our surrender to skepticism. We compromise our original goodness because it doesn't help us win the battle of life, fought on worldly terms, and we want to win, we really do. Recently, I met a young woman who was exceptionally kind to an insensitive old fellow. Despite his showering her with thorny retorts, she continued to be so sweet to him. I asked her in wonder, how could she be so kind? Where did it come from in her? She told me, he reminds me of my father. My father is also nasty, and so I love him all the more. It helps widen my heart to love people who are hard to love. This response astounded me. I confessed to her that I had a memory of being kind as a child, but had lost much of that impulse to the harshness of the years. What I used as an excuse for my behavior, it's a tough world. She perceived as the very reason to become gentler and more forbearing. Grace and mercy are with the holy ones, as wisdom teaches. The the children will lead us there. That was so nice. Isn't that wonderful? And she says, you know, our hope is in the is in the children. And it's so funny because, um, you know, being the um, KUCI Middle Earth elf that I am, I immediately thought of that uh, scene from The Lord of the Rings where uh, Gandalf, you know, is telling. Uh, Elrond's telling Gandalf that the ring can't stay in Rivendell and you know what you know what are you going to hope in you're going to hope of the dwarves they care nothing for the cares of men they stay in their caves and Gandalf said it is in men we should place our hope (laughs) and of course Elrond goes on to talk about how that's why the ring survived but we do see at the end of the story that it was because of hobbits and men Aragorn coming to the rescue and the hobbits you know mustering the courage to 
to challenge Mount Doom and finally the ring was undone and it ushered in the age of peace. So mm -hmm. it was like, you know, I thought, yes, it's in our young people. So the article that I wanted to share from is, um, is, it, is this, am I? Okay, I, I sound like I can't okay. quite hear myself. Um, <laughs> but it's this, it's in, again, it's in the Los Angeles Times. So there was something that we w I was able to find. But it's an amazing story about this girl. Her name is, and if you're interested in finding this, you can find it in the, uh, I believe this was Tuesday. No, this is also was from Sunday, Sunday, November 1st. And it's about this girl, Miriam Antonio. And uh, she's 18. She's a senior at Fairfax High School. Uh, in the draft of an essay she is writing as part of her college application to several UC schools, she says, I keep in mind that in order to be successful, we must be greater than what we suffer. I mean, that's a great bit of wisdom for an 18-year-old girl. That is. And this amazing article is about, um, it says that, the title is Not Afraid to Dream Big. Miriam Antonio's life has not been easy, but she's determined to realize a future filled with possibilities. And it talks about how this girl, uh, she, um, she lives in a, a Koreatown apartment with her mom and two brothers. They all, um, the four of them share a, share a bedroom. And she's uh, writing an essay as part of her college application to several UC California schools. And she writes of a neighborhood that, quote, reeks with urine and alcohol, a place where she sometimes feels unsafe. She says, I keep in mind that in order to be successful, we must be greater than what we suffer. Well, you know, this girl's pretty amazing. She got on a bus that was packed with people to work, many of them standing and swaying. I'm reading from the article here. Uh, as the vehicle lurched forward, she took a seat next to a middle-aged woman from Compton who said it takes her 90 minutes on two trains and a bus to get to her nursing job at the VA hospital. In the narrative that Antonia has been constructing for herself since middle school, she'll have an important high-profile high job one day. The cost of an college education will certainly be out of reach but she'll get around that by earning a scholarship so this girl is determined not to lose her focus she um she says uh she says my life has not been easy but i always keep in mind that it could be worse and that keeps me motivated to get through all the challenges and obstacles that i might face so um it says here on the way to school antonio flipped through the last pages of a yellow hardbound copy yellowed hardbound copy of Oscar Wilde's The Picture of Dorian Gray, which a friend recommended. It's a book whose many great lines include, quote, the basis of optimism is sheer terror. And uh, Antonio can relate. So she's working really hard. She says that she is going to uh, stay focused on her dreams. It, uh, she works really hard. She said, um, I feel like I've put a lot of hard work into preparing for this. Uh, when the, the writer of the article met her in January, she was attending a forum for Los Angeles school board candidates and leading a voter registration drive at her school. So she was very active at her school. And she has a counselor that's working with her that says she's extremely self-taught and self-motivated and wants to give back to her family and her community, says Ceremony and United Way mentor who is helping Antonio with her college applications. I'm always so humbled by her. So here's an 18-year-old girl, you know, that is just 
determined that she is going to um, do better so she can get her uh, it, it says here somewhere that she wants to um, get her family give back to her family and take them out of poverty by becoming mm-hmm. I think she wants to be a lawyer or something and she says a hero in her life she says is her mother her mother works seven days a week uh, a, a, like a graveyard shift and then comes home you know and then there's the two boys and uh, she she says of her mother, she always wanted me to go to college. That's how she raised me. She says, if you get into the university of your dreams, don't worry about money because we can always get loans. Her her mother works hard seven days a week, and she doesn't want to add to, uh, but Antonio said she doesn't want to add to her mom's burdens. Um, anyway, it's just a wonderful, wonderful story about a girl who is determined. I mean... Look at all of us, you know, living here in Irvine and Newport Beach and, um, you know, we don't have near the obstacles to overcome. And yet this girl is just a bright shining star, a ray of hope, you know, and I believe that she will. Yeah, if she keeps that mindset, she will go far. Absolutely. So all she needs is to keep that mindset. And I'm sure she'll become a yes. lawyer. Well, yes. and it's amazing. I mean, you know, and there are people that will help you. You know, if you oh, yes. if you really want to, you can. Especially when you get involved with volunteer work, very often mentors show up. Like she's involved with United Way, getting involved here at, at uh, uh, KUCI. You know, there are people that want to see you succeed, yes. and will come alongside you and help you along the way. That's you know, that's how I've been here for ten years. When I f- mm-hmm. first took my training. Um, a little over 10 years ago, I uh, sat uh, Barbara DeMarco Barrett, who is the host with her co-host of Writers on Writing, which is on right after this at 9 a.m., allowed me to come in and watch her, you know, do her show for a whole quarter yeah. and just, you know, watch how she did her interviews and watch how she did the board because it was too, you know, I wasn't ready to just jump on the air. And uh, yeah, that's the kind of people that are here at KCI. Yeah. Like you too. Yes. So next week, I believe we're going to be starting our fund drive. So we'll have some very special promos and gifts for people who want to come and play in our playground. If you can't come and be on the air or directly involved right now, um, pretty soon. Well, you can make donations at any time, but we'll have some very special thank you gifts starting. uh, I believe it starts next Monday. Yes. Yes. yes, and we'll have a special show for that time too. Yes, yay! yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Are, so, do we have time for one more story? Um, ver- if it's not very long, yes, yes, we have so okay. And we'll have so, uh, I have a story about this old woman, she's actually 97 years old, and her name is Margaret Bekema. Mm. And uh, it says 97-year-old Margaret Bekema sheds tears of joy after getting high school diploma. So basically, if you're wondering why it took her so long to get her diploma, it's because she had her mom pass away when she was still a teenager. So she had to take the adult responsibilities of running the home. Mm. And uh, she later went on to do clerical work for the armed forces. And uh, she then became a preschool teacher. Mm. And uh, the Catholic Central was proud to honor Margaret with the diploma that she has, she should have received long ago, but she never officially completed high school. 
So her story as a former Catholic Central student has impacted the school and our community, said Principal Greg Deja in a press release issued by the school. So the selfless way Margaret lived, her life truly embodies Catholic Central's core values, and we are proud to now officially claim her as a Catholic Central alumni. Oh, that's wonderful. So do good work, and good work will pay you back. It will find you. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, as we said, uh, coming up in just four minutes, the writers on writing. So let's have a little music to transition out, maybe play... Um, the another song from the Waylon Jennies. So we opened with the Waylon Jennies with one voice. Yes. And um, there's a wonderful song on here that's about girls. And so it's it's number nine. Why don't we play that? And then coming up in just a few moments, I hope you'll stay with us for uh, Writers on Writing. And if somebody wanted to contact us, uh, what's do you have an email for you? Yes, so that's guevasy at uci.edu, which is C-U-E-V-A-S-Y at uci.edu. Great. And it was great being a host and the driver in the driver's seat. Yay. We had a little technical difficulties, but we're good now. We're good. We're just going to keep marching on. And I am Tani Tanuville, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And you can reach me at askanelf at yahoo.com. And our parting song is? Which one? Number nine. Number nine. A little song for girls, Ten so. Miles. Ten Miles Stilts. Okay. This is KUCI in Irvine, and this is from the Whale and Jennies. Till next week.